0: everybody how y'all doing i hope you guys are doing good um we are going to be covering sense and sensibility the very first episode of sense and sensibility in fact um it's i'm really excited about it it's gonna be a lot of fun this is not a book that gets enough love in my opinion so i really think you guys will enjoy it and i'm looking forward to hearing your guys' thoughts on it and yeah I I hope you guys enjoy it. Also, this Friday, we're going to have our very first Patreon exclusive. It's going to be the 1995 versus 2005 Pride and Prejudice movies. Um, It'll be with Amanda Fay, who we did our original Pride and Prejudice movies with. Or episodes with. Not movies. Because we did the books, too. But you know what I mean. Um, It's really fun. You guys are going to love it. It's um, on Patreon, so... If you subscribe to the $10 tier, you get access to the show notes, the bloopers, um, this, these Patreon exclusives, which will be happening every month. I've already got some recorded, some planned out, so you guys are going to love it. It's going to be great. And I really can't wait to see what you guys think of it. But yeah, without further ado, oh, make sure, sorry, I always forget this part, but if you haven't read Sense and Sensibility yet, and this is your very first time ever joining the podcast, welcome, Hi how y'all doing? Um, Please be sure to read it first because these are spoiler inclusive episodes and I would hate for someone to get spoilers when they don't want any. So if you haven't read it yet, just pause here, read it, enjoy it, love it, all that good stuff. And I will catch you all in the episode. Hello everyone and welcome back to Barely Bookish. Uh today we are reading Sense and Sensibility by Jane Austen. Uh, we have very fancy books and a very fancy story to talk about. And I am joined today by my wonderful cousin Allison. Hi. Uh, so we will get right into it. Uh, volume one, chapter one. This Oh book, wait, I did have a line yes. uh, Okay. I go have
1: ahead. a note about just the very first like two lines of the book because mm-hmm. Who would I be if I didn't have a Harry Potter reference that no one asked for?
0: I'm ready. I'm ready okay. for it. I love it.
1: The first, like, two lines of this book remind me of the beginning of Harry Potter.
0: Okay, hold on. Let's just read the line so everyone knows exactly what we're talking about.
1: So the the first line in Harry Potter, credit J.K. Rowling, and I'm not sure if this is verbatim, but it's something like, Mr. and Mrs. Dursley of number four Privet Drive. We're proud to say they were perfectly normal. Thank you very mm-hmm. much. And this one, I don't know why, it just reminded me of that. If they say, um, do you want to read the line? Yeah. The I'll first do it. two
0: lines. The family of Dashwood had long been settled in Sussex. Their estate was large, and their residence was at Norland Park in the center of their property, where for many generations they had lived in so respectable a manner as to engage the general good opinion of their surrounding acquaintance.
1: Is that not. It very does similar. feel like that. Natalie pointed it out.
0: I got my Harry Potter bookmark to it, so I feel like this is meant to be.
1: That's meant to be. I don't have mine in here. I do have a a very similar one.
0: Mine has also like a ribbon. So like every time I read it, I kind of feel like I'm a famous librarian or like I've got some like mystique to me a little bit. So I like open the ribbon and I'm like, ah. you know, I just, yeah. you do fancy. have a very
1: fancy book. We both have like
0: very cute versions of this book. I know. I, it's a paper mills press. I got this one and I bought them from Book Outlet, so they were really, really cheap. So I got this one, and I got um, Treasure Island by the same editor, Bound Company? What do you call that? Edition, I guess, is what I'm looking for. So I got Treasure Island, um, Alice in Wonderland. And That's a
1: strange book. I don't know if you've read it yet.
0: I haven't read it yet. I got to find a guest for it first.
1: Oh, do not put me on that one. That one really messes with your head, and I think I wouldn't be able to keep it all straight.
0: Uh, so my notes are just well, going to chaotic.
1: It depends on which. There's, like, two parts of it. So it's, like, Through the Looking Glass and then Her Adventures in Wonderland. Or something. Yeah,
0: I bought both. Gotcha. I, think I don't know which the one first. I had was
1: both. I couldn't tell you. Yeah,
0: I, don't know I, I bought them as two separate books because no one would tell me which one goes first, and I have no idea. So I just bought both of them because they were, like, $2 on Book Outlet each and I was like all right that's I'm sold right yeah I couldn't tell you the answer I I think I read it
1: because I had mine was bound in the same book so I think I just read it from cover to cover and whichever one came first but um I was really excited to read this book because I know the story but I like I've read Pride and Prejudice Mm -hmm. and I know this story really well my husband's like obsessed with this movie this one well and Pride and Prejudice yeah he's a big Austin junkie um, I shouldn't say junkie. Cause that's like the two that he really likes. He, we don't watch any of the other ones, but, um,
0: um, I was really excited to read this one. Yeah. I can't wait till we can compare the movie. And once I finally figure out what's going on, cause I have no idea what's happening. Well, and you're
1: going to want to compare the two a lot.
0: Yeah. And I'm trying not totally to.
1: It's so like I'm... comparing parks and rec to the office because they're both like dry humor sitcoms. Yeah. And this is, like, one of those similarity things where I think it's, like, whatever one you watch first mm-hmm. or read first is going to be your favorite or whatever one, you know. I think it's hard to compare them because they're different.
0: Yeah. I But sense. they have, like, similar undertones. All right. So chapter one, the old Mr. Dashwood owned an estate and invited his niece and nephew to live there with him along with their children. And then after 10 years of everyone living there, he just, like, dies.
1: Do you understand the family uh, family hierarchy that's happening? Like, do you know the family tree that's happening?
0: Yeah, I get it. But, like, my notes of how I'm having to write these people, I'm like... His nephew, who is also the father, (laughs) and I'm just like trying. I'm like, well, they're also
1: saying like Mr. Dashwood for every single person.
0: So I I literally
1: drew out a family tree.
0: I'm gonna have to make one just so that like when I post it on Instagram, I'm like, this is the family tree for anyone listening to this podcast or reading my notes. And I'm just gonna like attach (laughs) the two together, so if I can just like staple them.
1: Yeah. There you go. Like I I need a visual aid, so I had to. I had to go through it, so it's like. The The guy that was there first, his name, I think, I think it's Harry or something. Um, he's there. He has no sons.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: by law, it goes to his nephew, who is mm-hmm. Henry. Well, Henry, he was supposed
0: to be able to give it to anybody, but he chose to give it to his great-grandnephew through his nephew because he liked the four-year-old. So he was like, oh, I'll give it to you instead of giving it to the... Uh, niece and the daughters
1: right but it's because typically it goes to a man because yeah patriarchy yeah sexism <laughs> sexism um so henry is married to a woman i don't think they ever say his, uh her name and they no, have not. john mm-hmm. and i they may have more kids but john's the oldest and he's a boy so mm-hmm. i'm assuming that she's his late wife i don't think it says specifically if she's died but divorce is I think not she's a thing
0: dead i think she's dead because she leaves money for him and the only way you can really leave money is if someone dies
1: right and it's 1811 when this book is written so
0: she probably yeah, died she probably died. <laughs> so under mysterious so then, circumstances
1: yes <laughs> so so they have john and then henry remarries i have yet to see what mrs dashwood's name is
0: no i, don't I, know they I ever they do not say that. okay
1: I thought I was going crazy because I'm one of those people that just like if I'm reading too fast, I skip past it. But I
0: reread um, the first chapter like four times. I'm not gonna tell <laughs> you. I was just like, wait, well, whoa, it's confusing. whoa, whoa. Yeah. It's
1: confusing. So they have three kids. Eleanor's the oldest, and then Marianne and then Margaret. And then John mm-hmm. Dashwood, he marries Fanny. And they have a son. Yeah. I think his name's actually Harry. So maybe I pulled Harry from there, or there, there's more than one Harry. So that's, that's what's happening. So it's going to John because Henry dies. Yeah. And John doesn't need the money or the house loaded. John's loaded because his mom has already passed. Yeah. So that's why Henry is like, yo, please help my girls out because he's
0: like, Oh yeah. They
1: can't get anything. Yeah. So they, they have nothing and what they get left I feel like he probably had this phenomena in, uh, phenomenon in um, Pride and Prejudice, but they get 10,000 pounds. Yeah, a year. Right.
0: No, I think it's total. No, he, when they die, he, she only gets like 500 pounds a year.
1: No, because that's what they decide on.
0: And then they, like, Oh, and then
1: they don't help him at all.
0: Yeah. So they are already getting like 500 pounds a year. And then he's like, oh, but if I give them another like 500, that's going to be a thousand a year. You know, they'll live very comfortably because they have some sort of income from, from, I don't know if it's from their father or if it's from Their mother, I think her. Their mother had a little bit of money, like Mrs. Dashwood. I think when her parents died, she got a little bit of money, but like they're living on scraps at this point. Like,
1: I gotta look because someone gets ten thousand pounds.
0: Yeah, I'm looking to see if I wrote it. Yeah, so
1: he survived his uncle no longer, and ten thousand pounds, including the late legacies, was all that remained. Remained remained for his widow
0: and Mm -hmm. daughters okay so they got a lump sum of 10,000
1: they get a lump sum sum of 10,000 pounds which i did my best to convert that is 1,047,539 us dollars in right now
0: yeah present so that's like a good amount of money
1: it's a good amount of money but like if you think about it their youngest margaret is like 13 or 14 i think she's 13 is what i have written down but um margaret's 13 so she's not getting married i know they get married off young but she's not getting married for a few years and there's still servants and yeah you know
0: a house cooks and yeah and a house, house and pia. all those
1: expenses and it's it all adds up and that's all you've got so imagine just getting written a check and trying to stretch it for that long yeah
0: because like basically mrs dashwood has to stretch it indefinitely
1: Right, and she's not very good at budgeting, so.
0: No, like, she's literally said that she gets, like, 500 a year normally, and she's like, I've been having to try and save money off of that. Like, it's not going well.
1: Yeah, I think they say something at one point that, like, budget in in her vocabulary or something. I don't know how exactly they say it, but.
0: But, I mean, like, I get that. Like, I can understand because my understanding is that she grew up well off, and then because she's a woman, she didn't get any of it. Her, Classic. Yeah. So, like, I can imagine if you were always raised that there was plenty of money to go around, how it becomes very difficult to understand that, like, you have to cut some things out of your life, expenses-wise. Right. So, it makes sense. Right. So then the nephew dies shortly thereafter and asks his son to please take care of his stepmom and the sisters um, now that he owns the entire estate. And unfortunately, John's wife, Fanny, is a selfish woman. And as soon as his funeral happens, she immediately moves into the house without giving any warning at all. She's just (laughs) like, I literally think it's like the day of the funeral. She's like, got her suitcase and she's like, well, move out of the master suite because... Zanny's
1: the worst.
0: She is the absolute worst.
1: She's not well, at least I don't I haven't read the book up. I mean, I've read for this section, obviously, but I haven't read past yet. And just from what I know from the movie, my girl is annoying.
0: Literally. Like, I we don't really like anybody we meet in this book so far. Like we like kind of Will Will Wilbur? Willby? Willoughby? Willoughby. Willoughby? willoughby wilbur
1: girl did you read to the end of this section we don't like willoughby
0: well like i don't even know okay so we kind of like him but we also aren't sure if we like him because we don't know what happened
1: well we'll get there when he's he's not here yet
0: i know but i'm like i we don't like anybody like jane austen wrote this book when she was in a mood because everyone around the us in this world is salty and not a nice person
1: I would love to know more about Jane Austen's actual life. I know there's like a movie, but it's, I think it's very romanticized. It's called Becoming, oh. Becoming Jane, I believe. I think yeah. it's, I want to say it's Anne Hathaway, but I don't call me on that. But um, she just writes like a woman that's been burned. Like, I know she's got sister issues. There's always someone that's like a little overzealous. And then there's always someone that's just a straight D bag.
0: Yeah. So My,
1: it's interesting that she has characters that probably reflect similar people in her lives. Kind of like how, <laughs> I thought it was only going to be one Harry Potter reference, but um, it's like how people say that Joe Rowling wrote her characters based off the of people that bullied her growing up.
0: Joe Rowling's also a trash person, though, so.
1: Well, I'm just comparing writing. So. I know. But, like,
0: <laughs> I just feel like, I don't know, JK, like, it, she's a lot. I can go on about JK for a while. I literally went on a rant about her the other day for like an hour. So I feel like I don't need to repeat that, but also at the same time I'm always ready. So, so
1: Fanny moves in. Fanny moves in and she's, <laughs> she's already checking out the China. She's checking out the curtains. Like she is scoping everything out and she's mad because they're going to take,
0: the stuff that's rightfully theirs. Oh my gosh, no. So basically, when they moved into this house, they had China and they had all this furniture. And then like, obviously they're like, okay, our uncle doesn't want to live alone so like we'll sell our house and move everything in here and now fanny's like um well you're gonna move into like a terrible dwelling so like why don't you just like give us all your fine china and it's like fanny you but they don't they dirt don't bag no she doesn't <laughs> like but like fanny is such a dirt bag because she's literally like you guys don't deserve to have this i know you bought it with your own money but like you don't deserve it and i i deserve more than you do and i'm like
1: okay fanny fanny is the caroline bingley
0: oh yes absolutely
1: she is like master except fanny has more
0: sway like, i feel like she
1: has more she has more power yeah, yeah. exactly because <laughs> there's a section where she's talking to john about how much money they should give them mm-hmm. and she's just talks him down on every single point to the point where he's like oh you're right my dad I didn't want me to help any- at all it just it's like father must not have meant me to support them financially, he just <laughs> wants me to be a friend.
0: Yeah, it's like, what? Like, I just okay, so you know, in my big cat Greek wedding, where, where um, the mother goes, you know, you let the man do all the talking but the woman controls the neck and moves him I'm yeah like, the man's Fanny? the
1: head the woman's the neck yes yeah fanny's the neck for sure
0: absolutely but she also somehow can just shut his mouth for him and i just don't understand how
1: the movie i'm i okay so i feel like pride and prejudice personally i mean I, when i talk about it i talk about the kira knightley version because that's the one i've seen the most mm-hmm. um I it's felt like they're different. There's, an, there's another one that's much longer. It has Colin Firth in it. And um, I, I have
0: to watch that one really bad.
1: It's good. It's just different. It's probably closer to the book, but I don't know which. But I felt like the Keira Knightley one isn't an exact, like, a perfect match to the book. Mm-hmm. But I like parts of it better in the movie than the book, which I feel like is very rare. But for Sense and Sensibility, the whole time I'm reading this, I'm like, this is actually just like the movie. The only thing, they add a couple things in the movie, and they cut a couple things, like any movie, but um, I feel like the characters are on point. Like, Fanny is, like, got this really, like, nasally, like, oh, they don't need that. Like, she's just so obnoxious and totally talks him down and he's just like oh yes you must be right like
0: i can't wait for us to watch the movie because i hope we watch it at the same time because i'm gonna just text you the entire time (laughs) like basically i feel like for patreon uh patreon i'm just gonna have like screenshots of our text and just like
1: (laughs) so this this movie i told you that my husband loves sense and sensibility and at the very beginning of quarantine i Like, I had my own movies from my parents, and I had been in grad school, and so Mm -hmm. I didn't have that copy of that movie like my parents did, Mm -hmm. and um, Michael thought I had it, and he was so upset, so at the beginning of quarantine, we did, like, curbside pickup at Barnes & Noble, because they're the only place that sold the DVD of this movie, other than, like, I think Amazon was ridiculously priced, because it's just some random movie. And you can't yeah. get it on Blu-ray because apparently there's not a demand for it. But I say there is.
0: I second that. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm sure there will be. I mean, Jane Austen is just so iconic. that I can't imagine that there isn't a demand for it. But I feel like there's more of a demand for Pride and Prejudice right now. And I Well, because that movie is more modern, too. And...
1: Well, actually, you know, it's more modern. But I would say, I'd argue that Sense and Sensibility has a lot more... High paying actors. Do you know who is casted in this movie?
0: Listen, I know anything about it. No, I know not a single thing. I have no idea besides the title of the book when I opened it.
1: So, are you one of those people that I mean, I'm assuming that when you read books, you want to picture them yourself, but do you like, or do you want to know who's casted as these people? Because I think it's actually very good casting.
0: I don't mind knowing like i'll end up changing what they look like to my own personal preference no matter how much i read it so there's oh, okay. that.
1: yeah so there's actually um so eleanor in the movie is um emma thompson
0: oh yeah i could see that
1: and marianne is kate winslet colonel brandon is alan rickman uh, and then sir john middleton He is, um, I don't know the actor's name, I'm sorry, but he's the guy that plays Cornelius Fudge in Harry Potter. There's actually a lot of Harry Potter actors in it.
0: I just need a second to process, to be honest. Yeah,
1: so it's a a lot, but it's, I think the casting is very good, and when they describe the characters, they're very, like, uh, Edward is Hugh Grant, and he's so awkward.
0: When did this movie come out? Because I feel like these actors are a little too old, but I'm imagining them right now. So, like, did they honestly
1: I look a little too old in the movie too? But okay. It's. it's uh, let me look it up.
0: You're telling I me Alan Rickman 90s. is supposed to be like 35.
1: He he does look younger in that than he does in Harry Potter, but he's okay. still Alan Rickman. So, um, let me. Look Everyone
0: wanting to cast Alan Rickman in his 20s when he's very much not in his <laughs> 20s is my favorite thing in the world.
1: 1995. I'm curious if um, Die Hard came out first, because I think Die Hard was, like, his first role. I still haven't seen Die Hard. I haven't either, but... Yes, Die Hard was 1988.
0: So probably. Yes, that's, like, his first big movie. Everyone's obsessed with Alan Rickman. I mean... Yeah, I... but
1: he is, like, the perfect Colonel Brandon, because he's just, like, very stoic and sensible and... It hits right. Yeah, it's good.
0: But um, okay. trying to like relate everybody to who I think they are in *Pride and Prejudice*, and I need to like stop because I'm trying to figure out who the Wickham is. And I'm like, is it um, Willoughby? I'm like, is Willoughby the Wickham? And I'm like, okay, no, I can't go down this road.
1: You can't go down the road, and I'm not going to spoil it. You'll you'll know when you know.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then I'll just like I'll start out the podcast on those chapters. I'll be like, what? The- and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, It'll be really good. You'll know. So, so, I
1: think
0: we're um, in chapter three. No, we're still in
1: chapter one. No, because we were talking about Fanny getting talked down or talking. Yeah, we're down. like
0: we've lightly sco- scooted. So um, let me. Oh, continue then. Yeah. So basically, everyone's moved into this house now. They're all living um, together, and everyone's super on edge and very uncomfy, and no one wants. To be there, but um, all the girls are gonna try and make it work because they don't really want to leave um, Northfolk. So Norland, Northfolk, is that right?
1: Norland, Norland. No, I don't know myself. It's Norland, I believe.
0: Okay, I'll take your word for it. It's so. on the.
1: It's on the first page. Yeah, we, it, it. we could just <laughs> check. What it's an important a- detail to just keep forgetting. Yeah, Norland <laughs> Park. Norland. Norland Park. Okay.
0: Yeah, so they kept, everyone wants to still live there, so they're trying to, like, be civil. Mm -hmm. So, chapter two, John wants them to consider it their home, uh, but his wife is treating them as visitors. And it's, like, very noticeable that she's basically like, when are you guys gonna leave? Because, like, I'm here now.
1: John tries to be a good person all the time, but he's like, oh, wait, I'm kind of not a good person. But he, like, thinks that he's doing the right thing all the time.
0: They literally said that if he was with a better woman, he would be a way better person because he has like the drive, but he can be talked out of it very quickly. So if, right, he had someone, exactly right. yeah, if he had someone to encourage him to be a good person, I think he'd be a very good person. So right. um, John initially wanted to give each of his sisters 3000 a year, which is what we kind of touched about.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then he gets talked out to, well, his wife's like, you're going to rob our son of half of his fortune. So you're telling me this child is getting like $9,000 a year if he was having half of his fortune. So that ends up what? 18,000 a year? Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Why is 9000 not enough for her? Because well,
1: she's so selfish. She thinks any penny stolen from her son is like in vain, even though they have another inheritance from John's mother. And they believe that Fanny's rich, too. I think Fanny came
0: for money. Yeah, she did. So they
1: have, yeah, they have money all around. So she's just being very greedy, which is obvious.
0: Yeah. So she then talks him down to only 500. And then after the, like, 500 is great, she then says not to pay them yearly because um, she thinks that they'll start, like, outliving their means. And then, like, if their bills are really high that year, you know, she still has to pay them yearly. So, like, don't sign into an annuity just give them gifts of like money sometimes and be very quote neighborly unquote and then yeah she then decides like not to give them anything
1: I mean that's what she wanted all along yeah she just keeps like changing the story and oh well my family had to pay an annuity to their servants and it was such a Bother to have to have so much of our money every month go away or every year whatever their payments were go away yeah it's such a burden and he's like you're right that would be a burden he's just the most gullible dude in the whole world
0: he literally is it's so bad
1: it i just, just love that we go from him being like oh i will give them a generous gift every year to I'll just hold their hand when they need it.
0: He's like, I'll get them a generous gift to then He'll be like, I'll help them move. And then he's like, oh, you guys are moving a couple hours. Mm. Okay. Well, I'll just say bye now and never see you again. Thanks. He's
1: the guy you call when you need help moving. And he'd be like, sorry, I can't.
0: He, ha- he literally is the guy that has a truck, but says it's for decoration and he won't. Yeah. Move anything.
1: <laughs> no, he thinks that he can move stuff with it and then Fanny won't let him.
0: <laughs> there you go fanny is actually the one driving the truck
1: <laughs> let's be very fair <laughs>
0: yeah it's like oh i bought this truck to be a work vehicle and fanny's like that's cute no
1: fanny's crazy fanny's then, just incredibly selfish
0: yeah i mean yeah i don't like her i'm glad that we only had to deal with her for like two chapters she comes back oh uh, don't tell me that
1: I don't know how, I mean, at least from what I know in the movie, and the general plot, she comes back. But she's not a huge character overall. Like, I feel like she's on the level of Caroline Bingley, where she's just like, some sort of antagonist that shows up periodically and is there to insult people.
0: Great. Yeah. So then, uh, chapter three. So, the wife has a brother. No, I lied. I meant cousin. I wrote brother in my notes, but
1: i think he is her brother
0: mrs dashwood it's oh i'm cousin. sorry
1: i thought you were talking about um wait
0: yeah, no, fanny. I, lied. It's no fanny's brother. I lied yeah it's so it's fanny's, fanny's, fanny's brother. brother it's fanny's brother i'm looking at my notes and i was like oh i wrote that wrong but when i meant the wife i meant fanny and you just need to write
1: fanny because it gets I confusing know.
0: but at this point i didn't know her name yet when i wrote that i think i think i found out her name later So, Fanny has a brother, and Eleanor seems to be growing attached to him. Um, His name's Edward, and he seems to be rather nice, uh, but very shy, and he is rich, but that doesn't really seem to matter, I guess. I mean, it matters, but, like, it's not, like, a prevalent thing. He's just so vanilla and so shy. He's so vanilla. (laughs) And, and like, I'm trying to figure out if he's gonna be, like, a Darcy, and I'm like, I can't. Like, I can't look into it, because, like... You can't you can't compare them. Yeah. It's different. It's, it's like, he's shy, but whereas, like, Darcy had things that you could tell that he cared about and he would talk about, it's like, anytime Edward talks, I'm like, you're not saying anything. You know what I mean?
1: But he's very much like Eleanor. Like, Eleanor believes that she needs to be as reserved as possible and yeah. polite and... Marianne is the exact opposite, where she wears her heart on her sleeve. And so does um, Mrs. Dashwood, for that matter, and Margaret. They're all very outspoken. True. And Eleanor's the more reserved one. I
0: know. And so she
1: gravitates her word because he's the same way. And the rest yeah. of them think that he's boring. <laughs> it's because he is boring. He's just different. We gotta just love him for who he is. <laughs> I don't know. Marianne says he has no taste, like five hundred times. I know.
0: Marianne's (laughs) like, this man is vanilla as vanilla can get. She's like, he is the almond brand, or that's not what I meant to say. I mean,
1: basically though. (laughs) Yeah,
0: but like, he's just nothing. He's just a blank slate, and he's gonna stay a blank slate. He's basically those fancy notebooks that writers have that they'll never write in, but because they're too pretty, but they just sit on a shelf. That's Edward. He's, right. But I don't think he's actually pretty. I don't remember.
1: He's very average looking they said.
0: Why does that not surprise me?
1: But he's like a nice guy. So he's a nice guy. He's just not overly ambitious. He just wants a comfortable life. Like his parents want him. Well not his parents. Just his mother because his father's passed. But mm-hmm. um, his mother and Fanny want him to be like a politician or something. And yeah. he has no interest in it. He just wants to get married and be happy
0: and relaxed Mm -hmm. yeah so basically um the mother thinks that eleanor and edward will probably get married um the mother seems to kind of like them mrs dashwood i mean um Mm -hmm. but everyone marianne is not super wild as we mentioned and uh she thinks that he will not appreciate eleanor enough because he doesn't have enough taste
1: there's this part in the movie and they talk about in the book he she makes him read poetry because that was what people did Mm -hmm. for entertainment or like read plays and I think I think she makes him read some I don't know which one I think it's Cowper or something and I'm Mm -hmm. sure I'm saying that wrong but um in the movie there's a part where he's reading and she's like you're reading it wrong and (laughs) she reads it to him with so much more feeling and he tries to do it and he's hugh grant so he's like uh, the the whole time and just tries to do it with like more feeling but all he's doing is raising his voice it's just so awkward but he's such an awkward guy so i'm ready
0: i am so ready to see it that's funny
1: yeah you'll like the movie i feel like it's kind of pretty close although margaret in the movie has a lot more parts
0: oh really yeah because like they mentioned margaret briefly and then they like seem to forget about her all the time
1: yeah like oh shoot there's a third one
0: <laughs> jane austen's like oh yeah i should probably mention her like she hasn't <laughs> appeared in a while yeah by the She's way margaret live. was in the corner <laughs> 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 i was listening to this other podcast um it's, well you know it's join the party do you know that no, one? No, i actually
1: don't No, uh, it's
0: another multitude podcast mm. by the people that okay. uh do spirits and they their first campaign they had this prince with them um because it's a Dungeons Dragon Dragons podcast, and they had the prince with them, but they kept forgetting that he was in the scene. So they would be, like, doing whatever. And then they'd be like, oh, by the way. And he also it's like, hey, guys, I'm here.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that <laughs> is Margaret.
0: Yeah. Or they like yeah in the leave movie, him she's places. a lot more. Yeah, yeah. That's,
1: that's Margaret in this book,
0: for sure. Literally. In the movie,
1: she's, like, a spazzy little 12-year-old. She's 13, but whatever.
0: I actually forgot about Mary completely in um, Bride and Prejudice until I saw the movie.
1: Mary's like the emo
0: yeah. in the group. I literally, She's just got
1: a lot of feelings.
0: Yeah, I literally wrote, I was like, who's the goth? Um.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she is kind of goth. I but respect was, it though. She just wants to play some moody music and chill.
0: Yeah, everyone was like wearing colors and then she had like an all black dress on. I was like, who's that i was like i don't remember her from the book at all i was like why did they add a sibling and i'm like oh yeah there was another one mary existed this entire time and i just completely forgot about her
1: i like mary though i think she's underrated
0: i could see that i just <laughs> don't remember her at all so i just yeah i mean you're gonna sure get the confused. books
1: confused
0: i know i had to stop thinking about prior questions. i just need to delete it from my mind for the next month <laughs>
1: it's so hard not to compare them it's okay but you'll see we'll 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 go back at the end and you can compare it a little bit more too because there are similarities in some of the characters
0: true true yeah i'm sure i'll have a lot to say like at the end Mm -hmm. um okay so chapter four marianne mentions uh to eleanor that she thinks that edward has no taste when it comes to eleanor's art I'm not realizing how much because you mentioned how much they talk about it, and like I kind of got it when I uh, was reading it. I was like, wow, she talks about it a lot. And now I'm just going through my notes and I'm seeing how much I mention it in my notes as well. She just brings it up so much. She's just not,
1: she thinks that he's nice. She doesn't think anything's wrong with him, but she doesn't want anything. Like, she is 100% not interested for herself. Yeah. And Marianne romanticizes everything, so everything is a big deal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she just cried for a chapter at the end there, but we'll get there.
1: Yeah, yeah we'll get there.
0: And um, Marianne. So Eleanor is like super quick to the. Def- you saying Marianne just reminded me of Marianne Conditioner.
1: Oh my gosh. <laughs> Please put this in your podcast. So Rachel had an American Girl doll growing up. And the full name of her American Girl doll was Marianne Conditioner. And you could not just call her Marianne. Rachel would correct you and say, it's Marianne Conditioner. You know I what just, makes it better is that it was a look, like the one that looks like me, you know, like the, the doll that you personalized yeah, with you. Yeah. <laughs> so your, your little mini-me was Marianne Conditioner.
0: I just think it's funny because my mom had a friend named Marianne, so I literally just took her first name because that's what I did with everything that I had. Is I saw a first name that I liked and I took it, but I knew those people in real life. So, like, I had a goldfish named Shelby because one of my classmates' na- names was Shelby, and I liked the name. Like, in first you grade. You steal everything. There we go. That's that's my <laughs> oh, brand, wow. apparently.
1: Yeah, so, Marianne, not conditioner, Marianne Dashwood.
0: <laughs> I just, it's as Dash. I was, like, reading it, I'm just thinking about that
1: now. Well, now that's all I'm going to think about. <laughs>
0: Oh my goodness. She no. likes him
1: though, Marianne likes Edward. She just thinks that she doesn't want anything to do with him, yeah, he's like he's good enough for you, but I ain't interested.
0: <laughs> I think she wants Eleanor to be more like her, right, you know so well, she's-, because she's
1: Eleanor's the you know the odd duck
0: in the mm-hmm. family' she's yeah. the only
1: one that's reasonable. She's the Rory in the beginning of Gilmore girls, true that reigns in Lorelei and you know, Marianne and Mrs. Dashwood are, Lorelei ordering thousands of dollars of takeout every week. You know.
0: I just want to have their disposable income to order, like, 27 orders of Chinese rice.
1: Oh, and get more girls?
0: Yeah. I've, I've seen
1: articles about how there's no way they could afford it, and it really bothers me.
0: Because <laughs> they spent so much money. Because they literally, there was one episode where they ordered both pizza. To be delivered to their house and also Chinese, also to be delivered to their house.
1: Sounds like a great night, honestly.
0: Honestly, I would love it.
1: Um, oh, and so so um they're talking about Fanny and Mrs. Dashwood. Let's just I just want to call her Mama Dashwood because okay.
0: if you say good. Mrs. I
1: think I feel like she is the only missus, so it shouldn't be hard, but Fanny is the other missus. So Yeah. Fanny and Mama Dashwood are talking. hmm And Mama Dashwood is like, "Ooh, Eleanor and Edward and Fanny's like, we have better expectations for him."
0: I know. She was just she did not pull any like shots. She was like, "Uh, oh, papa, okay, yeah, he's going to marry someone better than your daughter."
1: Oh, she's full send on rudeness. She does not care.
0: I know. She did not pull her punches and it was uh not a good not a good look. So, yeah, at and- that point, Mama Dashwood, super mad, is like, okay, we're leaving. Bye. Say goodbye, yeah Everyone's She gets pissed. pissed. <laughs> and like, I don't blame her. This woman just insulted her children. So I think she has full right to be like, okay, uh, we're now going to leave. Um, bye.
1: Well, she never likes Fanny in the first place. She's always uncomfortable around her, and, and now she's like,
0: Oh, you're a you're a jerk. <laughs> yeah. So at with wonderful uh book timing a relative (laughs) of a relative of the family offers up a small cottage um to mama dashwood because uh he heard that she's looking for a place to live so he is like hey i have this uh small cottage and like i know that like it was a big thing to have really nice houses but as someone who thinks small cottage and thinks two bedroom. When we get there and they're like, oh, four bedrooms. I'm like, oh, must, <laughs> must be nice. That's two parlor rooms and a four bedrooms. Okay. Yeah. Small cottage. Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know enough about the culture at this point
0: in time, but
1: it always kind of cracks me up that, I mean, John Middleton is a distant relative to them. So he he's not inhabiting this cottage, so to him, he's like, "I'd rather someone upkeep it and stay there." Yeah. But they they go to um, so the cottage is Barton Cottage, and they go to Barton mm-hmm. Park, where John Middleton lives all the time. And yeah. I always get the impression that it is very close.
0: It's I just don't understand why you need
1: it. I don't understand why you need a cottage half a mile from your house. I was, but I don't know how this stuff goes on in eighteen eleven. Yeah.
0: So. so, like, my thought was that. Like, basically, they always want people over, so I'm assuming they built that cottage as, like, somewhere for maybe their kids to live one day or something like that, where, like, you don't always want people to live in your house, but you want them to be close. Like a guest house. Yeah, I'm guessing it was, like, supposed to be like that, but their kids are still pretty young, so are like, okay, we should probably, like, do something with this right now. I would or- love for one
1: of your listeners to be an expert on... Housing in the 1800s in England, just to tell us how wrong we are right now. I know,
0: and then it's like me making all these generalized assumptions. They're like, actually, it was very commonplace for. (laughs) I'm I'm sure it's
1: like a normal thing, but when I think about it, I just find it really funny. We can just throw a rock to.
0: My question is, is like maybe it was one of those things where they bought the property and they just combined two properties, so it's like they were both already built and they just bought both to like make money off of it.
1: Yeah, possibly.
0: Yeah, I, don't, I know.
1: don't know. I would love for one of your listeners to tell us we're wrong.
0: I would also you tell love me
1: the answer. So just like tweet I it. could also research it.
0: <laughs> we could, or we could ask someone else. To- <laughs> <laughs> Barely bookish listeners. <laughs> yeah, let me know. Tweet me. This is an opportunity. Spam my DMs, please. Please. Thank you. So it's they accept
1: picture. because they cannot yeah. afford to pass it up they're like here's a free house with four bedrooms and what two garrets they said
0: yeah so like her mother asked uh mama dashwood asks all her daughters if they care and like eleanor's like well i'm not gonna tell you no because we can actually afford this and they had already been looking in town to see if they could find anything and they couldn't find anything at all that they could afford so eleanor's like fine let's go even though she's like Kind of flirting with Edward, but like not really. And she doesn't know where she stands. So she's like, fine, let's go. So they right. all, uh, chapter five, they all immediately announce, uh, Mama Dashwood immediately announces to John and Fanny that they found a place. And John is like, a what? And he's like, we sh- leaving, Johnny. <laughs> and he's like, shook that it's so far away. And I'm like, why are you shook? It's not like you guys were like bonded or.
1: But it wasn't the plan. They were trying to stay as close to Norland as possible. And yeah. then after Fanny opened her little mouth, yeah, they wanted to get
0: the F out of there. So Yeah. So then he realizes that he can't even do anything nice to, like, help them move. And then Fanny's like, well, you were nice enough by letting them stay there for six months.
1: Dude, I honestly, I find it really funny. I love every, I don't like Fanny, but I yeah. love the way that Fanny just goes in for the manipulation and he's just, like, hook, line, and sinker like, every
0: time. <laughs> Literally, he has no mind or will of his own because he's just like, oh, if Fanny says it is true, then it is true. I feel bad for him. I kind of feel bad for him, too, but, like, he seems to be happy even though he's incredibly manipulated, so.
1: Yeah, so maybe, I don't know.
0: Maybe he's fine. He has a I'm selfish wife, okay but it's fine. Yeah,
1: I mean, he, he doesn't seem he to be loves sad. Her. Someone's gotta love the selfish <laughs> person. I'm just kidding.
0: He loves her almost <laughs> as much as she loves herself
1: well and then so they they're packing up and then they end up getting their stuff shipped which takes forever and fanny's you know bitter yeah fanny's
0: mad and um
1: (laughs) but it was never hers i mean i guess it could be kind of because she inherits the estate basically
0: but but it's like it wasn't the estates it was her it was um the dashwoods so i don't know she's all salty and then um John also somehow convinced Mrs. Mama Dashwood and all the daughters that he has no money left with all the expenses of keeping um, Norfolk Norland? Norland. 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 By keeping Norland alive, he's like I can't afford to give you any money and Mama Dashwood's like oh, that's okay. You've done enough.
1: He's such a goon.
0: He's so bad. He doesn't know what
1: he can afford. I'm sure uh, Fanny is handling it
0: yeah probably and she's like tucking away millions of dollars and it's like
1: hey don't worry about it well and then Marianne is super dramatic about leaving like
0: oh these walls (laughs) that
1: tree that rug oh I can remember putting my feet on like everything she's just (laughs) she has like major graduation goggles as she leaves I know I didn't even write that scene
0: down because I was just, like, laughing as I read it. She was like, oh, poor me to never see or walk these roads again.
1: But she's so dramatic. Like, that's her own. So unknown. dramatic.
0: Yeah, it was just, it was funny. It was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I thought
1: it was funny. Yeah. So chapter six,
0: everyone is super sad to be leaving the house because um, they spent, like, the last 12 years in it. And I really don't think that um, Margaret knows any other place because they basically lived there her whole life.
1: Oh, sad. Good point. I didn't think of that.
0: Yeah, I just, like, did the math, and I was like, ooh, ouch. Um, so the house... The new cottage is really nice and pretty, and it's been well taken care of. It's in really good shape. Um, and Mrs. Dashwood hopes to add on to the house in the spring, if they still have plenty of money. And then this is the point where I realized they're actually renting this house from yeah, the Yeah, because John Middleton
1: is... Um... The landlord.
0: Yeah. So like, He's like how a can distant you, relative. Yeah, but I'm like, how can you add on to a house you don't own?
1: All I can think of is when they're on House Hunters or something and mm. someone walks in and they
0: blow out this wall.
1: I want an open concept. Like, that's the first thing she does. <laughs> we need to extend the house, do an addition.
0: I know, but I don't want like, money
1: to do it and she knows she doesn't. So Yeah.
0: She's like, Maybe in the spring when I can afford to, but I'm like, You don't own the house. How are you gonna be like, hey, can I add six bedrooms onto the back end of this small cottage that you would so- like let me rent? Like, no landlord would be like, Yeah, totally. If you feel like you want to do that, go ahead and just throw another four bedrooms on. I don't care. Like <laughs> see, what? I don't
1: think he would care though, in this situation. He is so nice. I yeah, have in my nice. notes. He is hella nice
0: (laughs) yeah probably not but it's just weird to me it's like a weird concept because i imagine like rental properties as like you cannot do anything to them besides like put some paint on the walls and even then you have to get it approved you know
1: i think that they consider it uh like the middletons consider them as long-term guests
0: yeah that makes sense
1: like they assume they're gonna be there for probably the rest of mama dashwood's life
0: yeah until all the girls are married at least.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so,
0: definitely.
1: Uh, oh, and then um so they meet John and yeah. Lady Middleton and there's this part where um <laughs> they say something and it's satirical, but they say something about how Lady Middleton brings their son because she wants attention and yeah. thinks that like kids are the center of Whole the conversation world. and then and then she's disappointed that no one comments on <laughs> no one comments on like how cute he is or which parent he looks like more and she's <laughs> so pissed about it. <laughs> I don't know why I found that funny, but Lady Middleton, as far as I remember, is not in the movie, and I just find her a pleasant addition in the book.
0: <laughs> yeah, she just like well, basically most kids are like rowdy and like draw a lot of attention and literally this little boy doesn't do anything he's pretty shy he just kind of sits there so it's like no one has anything to comment on because he's not doing a single thing and like she's like oh hmm interesting okay but
1: lady middleton is one of those people that totally prides herself on being a mother like that is her favorite part about herself in her life Mm -hmm. i mean i think her and john love each other but i think her children is what she values most in the world, which I'm sure many moms feel that way, but that's like how she sees her Mm self-worth.
0: Yeah. And I just think like the fact that all the girls were like, okay, there's a child here, but instead (laughs) of like doting on him, I just think it's funny too.
1: I just love that there's a note of like how mad she is that no one's (laughs) asked which one they look more like, or like which the kid looks more like the dad or the mom.
0: (laughs) I just want to know how many people like that Jane Austen experienced in her life,
1: I know that's what I—that's what I'm saying. I would love to know more about her personal life because I just feel like this woman has stories, know, had right. stories.
0: But a I would Ouija love to Ouija know. Board. I'm sure.
1: I'm sure there's. Yeah, I'll call on Jane Austen. Um, I'm sure there's. I'm sure it's a very interesting story.
0: If anybody. Out there is a Jane Austen expert and wants to be on the podcast. My DMs are open. Please let me know because I have a <laughs> lot of questions and I'm not very good with Google. So,
1: yeah, and I'll just tune into that.
0: Yeah, okay, just know. be a silent person on the.
1: I want the E True Hollywood story.
0: Yeah, That's big what mood. I want. So this episode ran a little longer than expected so we are going to stop it right there i hope you guys are sending me dms all that great stuff uh at instagram um at barely bookish please follow me and send me dms and tell me all the stuff i got wrong in sense of it'll be great it'll be a fun time if you aren't doing it already you know, just comment on my post, tell me how I don't understand sense and sensibility or Jane Austen. I love it. It's great. <laughs> um And because Allison's not here for this outro, if you want to check her out or follow her or any of that great stuff, she's at at underscore Allison Easton underscore on Instagram. And I will have that link in the show notes so that you don't have to, you know, try and figure out how Eason spelled it it's spelled E-A-S-O-N and Yeah, so I, whatever, it's going to be in the show notes, but in case you don't want, I don't know, you can go to my profile and search and she will show up. Anyways, tangent aside, if you want to listen to the Patreon exclusive episodes, they are now starting um, this Friday. They are going to be once a month, so please subscribe over on Patreon.com. It's $10 a month. There's a lot of great content there already. So you will have plenty to enjoy. And I think you guys will love it. But yeah, that's all I've really got for you guys. I don't know. It's a short one. A short little outro here. Um, Our logo was designed by my little sister Sarah. Oh, we have a merch store. OMG, I can't... Be- oh, OMG, did I really just say that out loud? Whatever. I can't believe I almost forgot to tell you guys. We have a merch store now. You can buy things with my cartoon face on it or you can buy poor cthulhu merch and it's lovely let me tell you it's over on threadless i got some merch for myself so now i walk around with my own face on a shirt sometimes which is interesting but i also wear a mask so no one would know that my face is it's fine um it's lovely go to barelybookish.com slash connect and you can see the link for merch or go to barelybookish.com merch and it will redirect you right over to the Threadless website so that you can see all that lovely, lovely merch. Um, it was designed by Nova, who's on our Fahrenheit 451, the Cthulhu shirts were, and the logo was obviously designed by my younger sister, Sarah. So that's where all that's at. And now I'm going to cut the intro. I will see you guys next week. We will continue with more Sense and Sensibility, and I hope you guys are loving it as much as I am. Catch you guys later. Bye.